1: The stink of oil on the marble floor, the girl knocks upon the door. The stone dais in the center of the room turns, anti-gravity as the air burns. Flesh of men in the room peels, the girl beyond vomits as her stomach reels. She warned them twice of the device's power. She stared into the room, her face a glower. Eyes grim, transfixed upon the door. She stepped into the room once more, unweaving charcoal burns. As the room began to turn, she held out her radio and told her units to let flow. As the machines left the ground, the twin-tailed comet had flown around. Sir Narvis, the second of its kind, history would tell of the atrocities of the two combined. spark of mechanical servos word as the lines between friend and foe blurred the captain alia sentos drew her gun as the web between the friends was spun the liar amides drank his wine as the commodore sanchez drew a knife that was fine the two had argued about the prisoner's intent the time of friendship came and went the two barrels faced him down the man was dead yet wore no frown Will you let me in, Amidas said, his teeth a grin. A long tail, he began to spin. There were three of us in the ship when we begin. I miss my friends and my family. Now they're dead. It makes no sense to me. This war, you see, was his doing. Research, he called it. All the violence, you see, he spit. The war of lion and of the bear. No great armies, just despair. twin-tailed comets, also known as mechs, were powerful machines all would respect, yet their creation was for a time of war, letting go of perfection humanity's flaw. Now the machines had sparked civil war at the galaxy's heart, the cause of which none knew the start. Alia saw herself as an agent of change, the lion's great and powerful mane. Upon her return to Cenarviel Base, up the confines of the ship, she did pace. She handed in a report that Sanchez died, working for the bear. For the first time, she lied. She told the prisoner to shut his mouth as she led him down the ramp south. As the scene had unplayed, the prisoner thanked her, a debt would be repaid. The bear spy went on his way as the lion soldier began to pray. He would contact her again, blackmail if necessary, she was not his friend. Amidez swivels in his chair, blood red eyes, long black hair. The crew of the atrocity had bought some time. As they laughed, how did you get her to commit this crime? Amides lowered his head. That stays with me, he growled. less you want to be dead. Let's just say she still has her uses in this war. It was no mere chance I chose her to silence the double-playing whore. Sanchez was far too clever and opportunistic a prick. Thinking of him now just makes me sick. How did he think this would end? He swore to the bear, though it was all pretend. Hilo was a junk rat. Though born and bred in a vat, they all marked him as special at a young age. Because of this, was it any wonder he could not control his rage? His father had set to work to create the arbiter program, including his son's quirk. These tendencies, he had said, would serve the military well if innocence bled. His super soldier program had not failed, but it wasn't me. It was Zero who prevailed. Now they keep her locked down tight where none can save her. It's not right. Hilo had escaped, you see, when they discovered a better prodigy. He had, until this point, roamed quite free. Till Amides was planning an attack on Alpha 293. He went to his father as fast as he could be, but it was too late. Catastrophe. Nothing he could do would save the world then. And so he turned to his dearest friend. Three days ago. The ground was scorched by the atrocities missile silo. The ever-bloom pods had ravaged the world and left barren lands whence fields once unfurled. Amides laughed as chaos followed in his wake. He lit the planet up like a birthday cake. Like candles, he watched it burn as if making a wish. He struck the communication arrays and satellite dish. He killed the colony without compunction. Men, women, children, no matter their function. Dr. Nero and Zero studied the dais. Their results yielded statistics to the pious. The researcher and his quote-unquote daughter had left scientists burning like lambs to the slaughter. Nero, with a twinkle in his eye, said two machines would fight and one nation would die. They had to prepare for their coming. As Sonavis's engine was left running. Zero said as the technology is developed in this war, the stronger side will take the floor. No dark Viri could defend against such a might as they will pretend. We must seek beyond the stars and capture Amides and lock our traitor behind bars. sat steaming with heat, yet no fire had left it, no enmity. The air, however, was superheated, all in proximity, had burned. Its other functions yet to be discerned. Like the dais, the cradle sat inside. It was theorised that it created the sun, and could give birth to stars with gravimetrical fun. How did you make a mistake or something? What that prick Nero failed to see was if two nations fight of equal strength, we're doomed to inequity. Two sides clash and people die. Nothing is left but a carrion fly. So let's show these fools what the syndicate can do. Bring forth information, them we'll screw. Amidez sat in a chair of brass, opening a channel to Admiral Legras. He said, Alpha-293 Alpha was housing a weapon inside, but it disappeared. He had not lied. The mech hound had been his prize, but it was with another to his surprise. Hilo had fled with the mech from this world to set a future stage, the angry lips of Amidez curled. As he watched the footage of the boy, What's he doing? That's not a toy. He slammed his fist down and said, I want this quadrant covered where he fled. I move about in the chair of the cockpit seat. I press down the accelerator with my feet, as my thrusters activate I rise, the burning heat of my generator waters my eyes. The first time I flew the Arbiter, I swam through the stars, shooting lion soldiers with iron guards.